We just have to wait. When this happens live on the show, we just have to wait for it to come back. Everybody relax. What are we doing? Uh, when the internet goes out in the middle of our, our show here, which it's going to, we just don't hit, don't oh, yeah. hit stop. Just wait. It'll come back nope. and we'll pick it back up. We're just going to wait. Don't get frustrated. Okay. Let's do this. Let's do it. Walt Disney's Magic Kingdom Disneyland is growing every Ladies day. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Disneyland, the happiest place on earth. It's time to throw down, y'all. Have you thought about a visit to Disneyland during your vacation? You can waste time with your friends when your chores are done. Disneyland is the happiest place on earth. Join the happy people of all ages. Yes, there's more fun at Disneyland in Anaheim. The happiest McClunky on earth. Welcome to Bob's and Banthas, a podcast about Disneyland, Star Wars, and all the other things the Disney Company owns that we love. On this episode, we're talking about retirements at Imagineering, curious new Disney Park merchandise, we get a first glance at the new Star Wars resort at Walt Disney World. We share another Mando moment. And in our main segment, we tag along with the Robbins family as they have Thanksgiving at Disney's California Adventure. My name is Scott Storm, and with me is my brother on the mic, the ambrosia salad to my twice-baked potatoes, Aaron, Absolute Humidity Robbins. Hey, Aaron! Ambrosia. Happy Thanksgiving. That's like, uh, what is that, whipped cream and fruit? I think it's whipped cream, fruit, marshmallow. Oh, yeah, yeah, marshmallow. I feel like there's something else that's in there. Well. I don't know. Thanksgiving, like Thanksgiving sides have taken on a whole new uh, category of weird and odd foods over the yeah, years. Yeah, by the time people are listening to this, though, they've, they've had Thanksgiving. They're all delightfully rested yeah. and, and ready for the, the Christmas season to officially begin. And we're ready for episode 36 to officially begin. Can you believe 36? that? 36. Can you believe this? I can't believe this. I'm, I'm very excited that we are headed just like a nonstop freight train yep. right into the holiday season. We just came off of an amazing two-part episode with Oh, we you like got to listen parks. to that. We, we like theme parks 105, 106 or something. And our episode 30, uh, we played them in Jeopardy. And it was a, a big deal. We played them in Star Wars Jeopardy. It was a big deal. And, I, and it was... Epic. It was it was I was literally ner- legitimately nervous because we are a Star Wars ish podcast. Yeah, they right? they are not. They they are self proclaimed. At least two of their hosts yeah. are kind of like, yeah, it's cool. Star Wars is cool. I don't know a lot about it. And then we had to go toe to toe with trivia, and it's it's a it's an episode. You you need to go listen to it. It was we really put our metal on the line, yes. mm-hmm. right? You'll have to listen to the We Like Theme Parks episode to find out whether or not uh, we are justified in claiming ourselves as Star Wars fans. Uh, but if you just want to hear the history of Life Day and the Star Wars holiday celebration, you want to listen to episode 35 on Bobses and Banthas. Man, it was a great episode. Both of them, again, had so much fun with them. I look forward to doing another episode with them soon. Just a great time, like a great way to start the holiday season, don't you think? Yeah, definitely. I like that they are all... Uh in the entertainment industry ish, you know, I don't know specifically what they all do, but they all, they all talk like entertainers. I know the churro fund is definitely, you know, on Instagram and and stuff. So it was fun to get their responses, especially to a TV special because they were so in tune with production aesthetic and how scripts are pitched and all that kind of stuff. So it was a blast. I had a great time. So much fun, so much fun. So, but maybe not as much fun as what you are about to, uh, embark. Oh my goodness. Yeah. We're, we're recording an episode before you go on assignment for us. You want to uh, tell the Bantheteers what you're going to be doing? On a serious note, uh, I have been through a lot of deliberation on whether or not this is uh, an okay, good, and safe idea. I've talked to other podcasters. I've talked to you. I've talked to my family. We had existing plans, uh, existing commitments, I'll say, in the Anaheim area. We have uh, you know, a hotel booked and, and reservations and stuff. And so we were like, we're not going to do it. We're not going to go down there. Like Things are too crazy. Uh, and then people are like, I think it's okay. I think it's okay. In Anaheim, it'll be fine. And then Gavin Newsom uh, just exempted the entertainment industry from stuff. So, and did he give you permission to go? Well, I'm down? a podcaster. Did, and he did, said, "Did you, you did you reach out to yeah, him?" Well, no. He said, "If you make movies or TV shows, you're exempted from from." The, the rules. And so I'm a podcaster. I feel like that's at least as, as yeah. good as a movie producer. Uh, so yeah. Well, and he, he's not going to know what that is. No. <laughs> I mean, in the same way, he has no idea what a theme park is. I'm sure he has no idea what podcasting is. So he's like, is it like a TV show? Yes. Okay. Well, then I guess you can do I'm it. I'm like, yeah, we're always socially distanced. We record via Zoom. He's like, I, I don't know, six feet. I'm like, it's like a hundred feet. He's like, well, then a thousand feet. I'm like, it's a thousand feet probably. He's like, okay, it's 5, like a thousand feet. feet. We recorded with someone in Toronto last yeah. week. Does is, is, is Just, that okay? Yeah. 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 Next week, Mars. 
That's the name of my punk band also. So I just want. That's a great. <laughs> I was going to say that's a fantastic punk. I, I, I thought that was also a mini series yeah. next week. Mars. So uh, we're heading down tomorrow and you, uh, the Bantha tier in just a few minutes are going to listen, listen along with our adventure as we drive down I-5, uh, figure out what it's like to travel during a pandemic ish. And then uh, we have reservations in downtown Disney and you'll join us for that fun. See, well, we're either going to, it's either going to be a great or it's going to be a complete train wreck. You should stick a stick, a, stick around. I was going to say, I'm certainly sticking around for it. I can't wait to hear what it sounds uh, like. All right. In the meantime, why don't we uh, yodel in hey. some news before you leave? Yodel in the news. Here it comes. Do, 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 do. It's time for news. Oh. Remain seated, please. Oh, boy. Just every single week with the yodel. Yep. Makes it. Hey, speaking of what? which, did you see? Well, yeah, I know you saw because you t- you told me to go watch it. The wonderful wo- world of Mickey. Yes, Mouse, uh, Mickey yodeling on the first episode. Yeah, I was so excited. Yeah, is that what it's called when a Western guy does that? It's still yodeling even when it's in you know, you know it's not called a like a, a a prairie. I'm pretty sure it's a Western. Maybe it's Western. Yeah, yodel. Western yodel. Yeah, like a Western. Western yodel. yodel. Do you so you liked them right? And then the Mickey ones. Oh, I love. And then that. the House of Tomorrow, which has just so many Easter eggs and wonderful things in it. The House of Tomorrow had a moment, and I'm not going to spoil it here. The House of Tomorrow had a moment where I laughed so hard I couldn't, be- I could not believe the emotional response that that episode, that that right? eight minutes got. Yeah, me. there was a moment that is so darn funny I couldn't believe it. In fact, I paused it, called my wife in, and said, "You have to come yeah. back and watch this. You have to come see this 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 part. It was great. I I am so happy that they're doing it." It's probably the best thing on Disney Plus. It right is. Now. It's the the writing of it is so smart too because it it's appeals to kids, adults. It's got like history in it. It's got theme park yeah. callouts in it. It's got uh, like historical references and feels to old uh, old Mickey cartoon. It's just amazingly written. It it absolutely is. I and we we have enjoyed the Mickey shorts uh, as a whole. And I think each Mickey short, again, just gets better and better. Yeah. And this whole series, even though there's only two episodes right now, this series feels like they, they just ratcheted up another notch. For sure. Like, it feels like those shorts built, built the momentum into Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. And this series now supports Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. It just seems like it's like stair-stepping. Yeah. It's just stair-stepping the quality of storytelling. And what I do now is I, I watch, I put on The Mandalorian, turn the volume all the way down, and then on my phone, I put on Wonderful World of Mickey, and I listen to an, uh, that episode while The Mandalorian is so, so much more exciting. to. So you're totally into The Mandalorian Yeah, because yeah, it's like, whoop, boy. Fantastic. <laughs> Fantastic. Hey, but we're going to talk about The Mandalorian, okay? okay? We're going to okay. get into our Mando moment, but first, let's talk about some big news. Some big news happened in uh in the disney news space this week the biggest news was that longtime beloved walt disney imagineer joe roadie is going to be retiring and that caught the disney fandom by storm did you did you read any of this Uh, i just saw the announcement i didn't uh read a ton about it yet uh joe roadie I, I, tell me if you think this is true. When somebody that's yep. watched, I don't know, the Disney Channel in the last 15 years, definitely watched behind-the-scenes stuff about the theme parks, when you think of an Imagineer, your brain tries to see Joe Rohde a little bit. Like, he's the guy you see in your head. I, I, he, I would say in some way he would be the spiritual successor to Tony Baxter, right? We saw, like, a lot yeah. of Tony Baxter in the 80s and 90s as sort of the figurehead for what Imagineering is. I think Joe Rohde sort of stepped into that position as Tony Baxter began to wheel back and retire from the company. So it's a pretty big deal. He's worked for Imagineering for 40 years. He started when he was uh, 25 years old and was a model model designer for Epcot Center in 1982. He's probably most notably known for being the creative behind... Is he from Sacramento? Yeah, man. Good things come from Sacramento. Wait, are you kidding me? Joe Rohde is from Sacramento? I believe he was born in Sacramento. Him and Alex Hanold, the rock climber, both, both come well, from Sacramento. Well, I can't check because if I load up a web page, it's going to crash. We'll let it all out. Let's let, we'll let it all hang on the line. Our reputation. I'm, I'm not willing best. to stand behind that statement. You can, you can oh, stand behind I'll that stand statement. I'll stand behind it. Yeah, no. It's- Sacramento's own Joe Rohde. <laughs> Uh, it started started with the uh, Walt Disney Imagineering in 1982. He worked on Epcot. Most recently, he's known for being the creative lead on Animal Kingdom and Expedition Everest. He then did Pandora, the World of Tomorrow in Animal Kingdom. Animal Kingdom is basically Joe Rohde's fingerprints all over it. 
And then on the West Coast, he came back to do the Guardians of Galaxy Mission Breakout re-theme of Twilight Zone Tower of Terror. You're shaking your head no. You're saying Joe Rohde is not from Sacramento? Is that what you're no, saying? No, I'm still standing by that he is. I'm saying I was shaking my head and like, man, the guy is just a hit machine. Like hit after oh, hit okay. after hit after. Uh, and if you ever heard him interviewed, like, I mean, he talks like a seasoned Imagineer that's just so deep in what he's doing. It's great. If any of you want a masterclass in the way an, an Imagineer looks at the world, you really need to follow Joe Reddy's Instagram account. He is a prolific poster uh, on Instagram and just writes out really long essays for Instagram purposes, long essays on theme park design, environmental storytelling. Uh, he's a history buff. He's a world adventurer. There's just a lot about Joe Rohde that is... He's a fun character, let alone an incredible Imagineer. So he's going to be retiring in January. He stated, it's been 40 years since I stepped foot in the door at age 25, not knowing anything about theme parks, Disney, or when it meant what it meant to work for a big company. Every day of my life since has been a learning experience. I'm very glad to have had the opportunity and proud of the work that has been done, not just by me, but by all my fellow Imagineers and especially those who worked by my side over the decades. Uh, it's, you know, I know a lot of Disney fans are sad to see him oh, go, yeah. but we all, we all wish him well. And the, you know, the good thing about having someone of that stature say, okay, I'm going to step back is that it allows all those other amazing young Imagineers to step yeah. up and say, all right, now it's my time. It's my time to take hold of this mantle that has been delicately cared for over the years and now i get the opportunity yeah. and so i'm I'm really excited to see what comes as a result of joe's retirement yeah. hey so buena vista street opened up uh, this past I week i know i heard man I'm, I'm nervous you're shaking your head i'm nervous because you because you've you have seen the news reports yes. about the like mile long waits and the hours that it takes to get into buena vista street you're going down there for thanksgiving no less. how are you feeling after seeing these reports I'm prepared yeah. for the worst. We're prepared. Uh, we have comic books packed. We have switches. We have uh, game yeah. and watches. Uh, you know, so we're we're prepared for the for the whole thing. This is the experience. I mean, you're going for the experience of what is this experience like, yeah. right? So, I mean, you're you're not going in expecting this. I don't know, just no schedule, yeah. do whatever you want, uh, free access type of experience. You're sort of going in hunkered yeah. down. Like you've got a, you've got a, a, a war mentality yeah, exactly. uh, right now for this, right? I'm yeah. practicing all my phrases of like, Oh no, no, no. I was already in there when they're like, you can't, you can't go in yet. I go, Oh no, no, no. I was already in there. No, no, no. And they go, that doesn't make any sense though. I go, no, 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 no. My, my, no, my 18 month old is in they're there. still in there by alone. I just, I was he's still in there. He's in, he's in the stroller. It, I stepped. It's away okay. From Cause him. I walked out backwards and they're like, none of, none of what you're saying, sir, makes any sense. And I'm like, exactly. That's what we're saying. I'm going in. Yeah, I know. I have a podcast to do. <laughs> exactly. That was that's the other thing you have to I'm say. I'm going for the Bantha Tears. My podcast is waiting for me. For all, it's, it's hard hitting research and journalism for the Bantha Tears. So yeah, the, the news story makes me nervous though. Yeah, the report is is that once Buena Vista Street opened, it was just mobs of people wanting to get in there again, not to ride nope. rides, but to shop shops and to eat, uh, I guess, just to walk down Buena Vista Street. It sounds like Hollywood Boulevard is also. Oh, I can make a left hand turn there and walk down. I think you can you can hang a Louie and go down there. Uh, and at least that's that's what I saw. So, again, I'm curious to see what your experience actually is and how much of the park is accessible. All right. I'll let you know. I'm going to bring some cameras, bring some audio equipment, bring some, you know, way too nice mics for the setting. And it'll be great. Way too nice yeah. mics. I love it. I'm looking forward right, to it. It's going to be hard-hitting journalism. In the meantime, Disneyland announced that even though Disneyland Disney California Adventure is closed and even though the Avengers Campus is not open and I don't even think is getting close to opening yeah. anytime soon, you can buy a Spider-Bot from the upcoming Spider-Man attraction at Avengers Campus. This is like a remote-controlled Spider-Bot that you can fight with other Spider-Bots. Yeah. And I think you can put it on like a sentry mode or something like that. It, it looks fun, yeah. but I'm curious to get your thoughts on this. It's a little weird. You're like, uh, you're playing with it and your friend's like, hey, what is that? And you're like, I don't know. Is it from a theme park? I don't know. I don't know. You ever seen it in real it life? It might be. I don't know. I don't know what this is from. They say it's Spider-Man. It's Spider-Man colors. <laughs> exactly. I've never seen this. I've never seen this in a Spider-Man comic book, movie, cartoon uh bed sheets anything but they they're saying that this is from spider-man web slingers did you like it did you like that ride 
don't know. Is it? I don't know. I can't go yeah. on it. So I think. Uh, well, when are you? When are you going to go on it? I don't, I don't know. know. It begs the question: How how little do you have to do as a company when you're as big as Disney? How little do you have to do to sell merch? Just like, hey, this this merchandise is based off of an idea. We might do this in the future. Do you want to buy stuff related to it? Right. There's like there is as much possibility that they could go. We're going in a completely <laughs> yeah. different direction. We're not doing a Spider Man ride yeah. anymore. Uh, as there is of this thing actually opening up at this point, and yet they're still selling merchandise for it. It just seems such a I can't I can't really understand what the play is, except that maybe they had distribution yeah. uh, like check marks to hit. I don't understand why this can't just sort of take a pause for a yeah. little while. And also because this isn't an attraction that anybody can experience. How many of these things do you think are going to sell? All of them. Every single one. All it's a win-win, man. Either the attraction opens and you have the toy first, or they change direction with the attraction and you have the thing that was released in anticipation of an attraction that, oh, yeah. that never existed. Uh, but the the legal so this is an instant this is an instant collector's if it doesn't get made it, if it never never opens it's an instant collector it never yeah. opens right yeah I guess you're right anything I know that. Uh, the rights to Spider Man are a little bit gray though does that have anything to do with it the fact that like he's he's owned in different ways depending on like whether or not it's a movie or does Disney now own him outright or own that IP strap in for the answer. oh boy hold on click click. Disney owns the right to Spider. Let me. I'll, I'll. I'll summarize this very quickly. Okay. Disney owns the right to Spider Man outside of movies. Okay, so Sony has the licensing right to make so- Spider Man movies, and they have to make a Spider Man movie. Uh, they have to release a Spider Man movie within a certain period of time, or else the re- the rights to movies reverts back to Disney. Yeah. Okay. That's I got one. it. Two is Disney owns the licensing rights and image rights to Spider-Man in its theme parks west of the Mississippi. Oh, wow. East of the Mississippi, the ownership and licensing rights to the image of Spider-Man for use in a theme park is owned by Universal Studios. So it is very gray and complicated. It's it's the best way to sum it up. So, uh, But I don't really think that that Disney's ownership rights over this thing over Spider-Man really is affects the, the spider bot. Yeah. Again, the spider bot is a thing that's made for a ride, which Disney has the rights to, to make yeah. on the West coast. I like that. We're still using the Mississippi as some sort of like designated landmark <laughs> line of demarcation. Yeah. yeah, exactly. What do you guys want to use to split up Spider-Man? I don't know. I don't know. What's Mississippi. Um, I, I guess it, I, is Mississippi. Yeah. Open? yeah. No? Okay, how about the Rockies? Can we use the Rockies <laughs> exactly. instead? So Disney released some images this week of the Galactic Star Cruiser, the Halcyon, yeah. which is the actual that name the Star Cruiser. This is the Star Wars hotel that's going in at Walt Disney World. I know we don't cover a lot of East Coast. I know we don't cover a lot of uh, Walt Disney World stuff, but this is Star Wars. This is huge. And this is something that you're only going to be able to access uh, at Walt Disney World, specifically next to the Disney Hollywood Studios. Did you see any of these images? Did you read any of this? What are your thoughts on this? I've got some thoughts, but I want to hear you. It's also something that if you were to tell young Scott Storm when he was just a Bruin and young Absolute Humidity Aaron Robbins that there was going to be a a Star Wars hotel where you would be expected to be in some level of character uh, and so would everybody else. Uh, We would never have made it because our heads would have just popped off our necks and exploded exploded. in the air. So uh, I have seen some of the early imagery uh, of it. For our listeners, just as a reminder, or for those who may not know, the Star Wars Hotel is, again, ostensibly, theoretically, a cruise liner experience, a cruise ship experience, where my understanding is that you will book a three-day tour or a five-day tour or a seven-day tour, and you will stay in this hotel. And the entire time that you're in this hotel, you are within the Star Wars universe, and you shuttle down to Galaxy's Edge for your shore excursions, I guess is a, is, is a, a crude way of explaining it. So theoretically, you could go wherever you wanted to in the Disney Walt Disney World Resort, but conceptually, the idea is you are aboard this Star Cruiser. There are things to do on the Star Cruiser like there is for a cruise ship. You have your shore excursion to Batu, and then you go back up to your your Star Cruiser. And there's role live action role play gaming elements where you take on a character, or people are giving you missions. You need to complete missions. 
again, a whole Star Wars yeah. experience that a lot of people have tried to reduce to saying, like, it's like Westworld, but I, I feel like that Westworld comparison is is sort of inept. Yeah. Here's the thing it all comes down to the, with, with these rooms, and I want to hear your opinion on it. We'll talk a little bit about the rooms real quick. It all comes down to this. Does that front door to your room slide open or swing open? That That's the whole that's, thing. That's, that's all it matters. 100%. Your thousand dollars a night, yeah. which is what I think they're saying uh, the, the, this thing boils down to, it all hinges on whether or not there is a hinge. Yep, in exactly. The door. If it slides open, like it slides into like a pocket door, shunk, yeah. we're in business. That's a thousand dollars. If it swings open, I'm like, it better make a sound effect. There better be something cool when I open the door because I don't want my starship door to swing open. It's it's got it's got it's got to be a pocket. Right? Door. It has to. It has to be a pocket door. There's, I, I don't think there is a single hinged door in the entire Star Wars universe. I don't even think the Ewoks had hinged yeah. doors. They just had, oh, they just had open doors. Yeah, frames. they had slider capes. The capes slid into nowhere. Yeah, the capes slid in, slid or blew over, blew over the. I'm hut. gonna give you my quick take on it. You're gonna give me your quick take yeah. on it. Room looks a little small, but I think it'd be okay because you're gonna be mostly out adventuring at theme parks. You don't spend a lot of time living in the room. Those bunk beds are awesome. I like that my kids are gonna, you know, play. Uh, who fits in this one and who wants to fall out of the top one? Uh, but yeah, they right. do look really, they do look really <laughs> fun. Uh, other than that, it has all the trappings of another hotel room. It's got air conditioning vents and things that you would expect to see. Looks good, though. Like, it looks good. It looks cozy. Yeah. Can we agree it looks very cozy? Yes, we can. It, this looks smaller than what we would see from a normal hotel room, in my estimation. Uh, you oh, know, yeah. It, the, it, it looks, again, it's a pod. much more like a, a cruise ship cabin. Uh, now, the thing I think is, is neat is they have the monitors and the windows, the windows apparently looking out to space. There are no actual so windows that provide natural light? No, they say that in constructing this, they're actually building two walls to actually eliminate any type of light bleed whatsoever from the hotel. Really? Every window that you see is uh, looking out into space through Disney Map. Yeah, I, which fascinating, is right? mind-blowing. Right? It's my again. I I can't even begin to wrap my mind around what this experience is like, and I am assuming that because Disney has greenlit this, there are enough people like you or I who are just completely psyched about the idea of living in the Star Wars universe for a three day period of time, where they are willing to pay pretty expensive. Uh, you know, I mean, this is this like this is not a budget hotel. This is not even a deluxe hotel. This is like a I mean, a luxury, yeah. ultra luxury hotel experience. Yeah, it's a couple hundred dollars over like the, you know, the most expensive, like, I mean, uh, Grand California and ranges between five and six fifty, seven hundred dollars a night. Yeah, this is way higher. Than yeah, that. it looks it looks it looks good. But man, no windows, tight space. I wonder how I would do. I wonder if I would be like, this is amazing. Or I'd be like, I need to get I need to get out of here. I am hoping that the uh, the interior common spaces are just huge. Yeah. Right. So that you so that you do have space because you need a panic I, I room you need a you. panic room in these things the closet is like it's a special code you yeah. push you push in and it just it gives you fresh air it just opens up a window yeah. and you just yeah opens and, up fresh and there's air. just orlando out there it's just orlando there's just like people on the yeah. oh good okay <laughs> Woo. okay all right we're okay <laughs> we bet big on bat two and that's gotten mixed reviews yep. i mean if we're being perfectly honest that's gotten mixed reviews and now we're doubling down with this entire cruise ship experience uh but but in space i'm so curious to see how people react they'll to be in batu and they'll be like i want to go back to the hotel where there's like people and stormtroopers and things walking around there's nobody here yeah. at batu uh have you been to great wolf lodge <laughs> no i've never been to a great wolf us lodge. neither but it seems like uh you were saying this is like the biggest thing that disney has going and i agree but i think it's also like it's a it's really interesting for the hotel industry if you can make this yeah. work it's a whole new theme uh new category of hotel Great Wolf Lodge being an indoor water park with similar yep. types of experiences. Uh, I never got to experience that with my kids. And certainly as a youngster, I never would. I would have loved it, but uh, I would have refused to go home. And I think at the Star Wars Hotel, if I were a kid, my parents took me that I would make sure that I was not in the car on, on, on the way. Yeah, home. You were left. Behind. Yeah, I would make right. sure that I was left. Yeah, you're hiding inside of a droid yeah. or something where you're just like, this is where I live. Yeah. I, live <laughs> yeah, I don't here. know that you understand. This is what I was meant to do with my life. Right. This is I. I'm a. I'm a cabin yep. boy. I've decided to become a cabin boy. That's what I'm going to yep. do. Well, what do you say we do a Mando moment? That would that segment was long. You're going to have fun cutting that down. Yeah. Uh, what do you say we do a Mando? Let's moment? do it. Do, 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 do. This, is this is the way. This is the way. This is the way. 
liked your joke from the last Mando moment where you said uh, you said the Mandalorian could only see in a T. We didn't really go too yeah. far with that joke, but I mean, you could go on forever with a sketch comedy about oh, somebody that yeah. only sees things in the shape of a T. Sure, absolutely. This guy never misses the urinal. He's like an assassin. He's just, it's like he's got a Preci- precision strike precision at all times. strike at all times because it's all he sees. Yeah. Mandalorian season two episode, what do we have, four right now? I think so, yeah. You hated this one, I'm assuming. Uh, there were so many things about you disliked, which uh, I'm sure. I is, was joking uh, in my Instagram post. There's a scene. There's a there's a seven minute bit where stormtroopers go down as if the one after the one other. after the other. The 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 act the, the 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 Star Wars characters almost stop trying to aim and they just kind of throw their guns. Yeah, in they're the just air. taking trick shots or like they, <laughs> they're holding up like a hand mirror and aiming over their shoulder. At some point, you right? think the stormtroopers would be like, "Well, no, 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 wait, don't run in." Like creep in like yeah. go in slowly yeah, just, uh, other than that we while while the other team is just sort of like what if i could bank it off this this <laughs> exactly. ceiling fan <laughs> under my leg off the top of the roof into the stormtrooper's <laughs> helmet whoa uh i didn't you know story wise this one for me still had all the, all the same problems started off with this i don't want to maybe we should get into it right now because here i want to get your take this is ma- mando yeah. therapy Here's the thing. Talk me off of this of why this is not a thing. This episode opens with Baby Yoda fixing something in the Razor Crest, the Mandalorian ship. Something's broken. A great comedic bit. Yeah. Great comedic bit. The thing is that the whole this whole story arc relies on the child staying alive. The Mandalorian is somehow bound to him. And he's put him in this very dangerous situation where he could easily be electrocuted to death. And I just is that not a big story point where it's out of care like he would be more protective and it's almost like a don't touch this wire to that wire because we don't know what happens and i was like wait literally could the child get incinerated in there because if i were protecting the child i'd be like this is my ship i know how to fix it uh the fact that the corridor is small like i have overcome that in the numerous times i've had to fix this ship i'm not going to put my ward in there your thoughts scott storm it's a good question it's a good question i think they set up that he can't access that i mean the 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 area that he's in or the area that the child is in is clearly only large enough for the child. Like, I don't think he could slide into it. So I'm assuming it is a repair that normally would need to take place at a starport or something like once it's parked. Right. So he's having to make it up on the fly. Maybe they didn't establish well enough that he needed to make that repair or else things were going to get really bad. So it was sort of an emergency situation. I thought about that when I was watching. I was like, I wonder how Aaron's going to react to this. I wonder if like I wonder if the the comedy of this bit is not going to land for him. I thought it was really humorous. And again, it's one of those things where I just go it's like this it's just so Star Wars, yeah. you know? Like there there are those aspects of uh, I think I think of uh Empire Strikes Back when Han and Chewie are trying to fix the Falcon and Han's asking for the the hydrothermalator yeah. or whatever it is and there's the the toolbox that's uh, uh, that's uh, poised on the yeah. edge of of that thing, and then they hit the asteroid, and the whole thing falls onto onto uh, Han's head. Like that's one hundred percent played for laughs. Yeah. And this felt similar to that to me. Yeah. I, I don't know. It was funny. Yeah. It was funny. Yeah, and those are the I, like for me. And we'll move on because I want to talk about this episode. Those types of little questions I have almost every four minutes in the Mandalorian. I'm asking like, wait, yeah. does that wreck the hero's journey? Is that really true to that character? And I do need to suspend that. And for this episode, a lot of action. Some uh, some of the for me, some of the best cine- cinematography and some of the best like G whiz vehicle moments where I'm like, oh my gosh, yeah. so great. So there's some really good stuff in this episode that I enjoyed. The action, albeit like I said, a little uh, stormtrooper shooting gallery ish is yeah. fun and has some vehicle payoffs that are totally worth seeing. There is a scene of uh of one of those rounded rectangle doors where the stormtroopers come in that feels very episode four y to me. And I was like, yeah. oh, they nailed that yeah. shot. It looks so yeah. good. I probably feel this way about this episode more than any other episode that we've seen in this season so far. This captures the Star Wars aesthetic. And and I mean that in action and fun and silliness. It's just entertaining. I and I think we as Star Wars fans, we can tend to get bogged down with holding this thing so dear that suddenly something that was very entertaining, made for all sorts of audiences, according to Lucas, was made for eight-year-olds or 12-year-olds. Like, this thing that we have put so much interest, so much credibility, so much seriousness in it, like, at the end of the day, it's it comes from a very playful and entertaining origin point. And it was directed by Carl Weathers. Yeah. 
Having just watched Arrested Development on uh, on Netflix, it's a, it's always a little bit of a rough tra- it's a, little, it's a little bit of a rough transition. <laughs> exactly. When we got done watching it, and when it said directed by Carl Weathers, my wife said, "You got a stew going." Then you texted me something like that, and I was like, "I wonder if Scott's an Arrested Development fan." Oh, huge Arrested yeah. Development fan, huge. Mando moment. All right, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, uh, we're joining the Robinses for their Thanksgiving adventure to downtown Disney and Buena Vista Street to see what Disneyland feels like in 2020. Stay tuned. Hang on. For your safety, remain seated with your hands, arms, feet, and legs inside while the tram is moving. And supervise children. Please hold on to hats, glasses, or any loose items that could fall from the tram. If an article should fall, please stay. Well, here we are. It's Wednesday, uh, November 25th, a very special day in its own right. And it's about two o'clock in the afternoon and the Robins, the absolute humidities, the absolute humiditize are getting ready to go. It's about uh, 15 minutes before we're due to get in the car and make the infamous eight hour drive down to Disneyland. The eight hour number no longer holds any bearing. But growing up, I, it was always just phrased to me as an eight hour drive. It's like, how long does it take to get to Disneyland? Ah, eight hours. Uh, I don't know that that number ever held true. The math that I would I would try to do some math on the way down. I'd be like, how much further? And they'd be like four hours. And then we'd drive for two hours. And I'd be like, how much further? And then be like three hours. And I'm like, that math doesn't add up. So uh, I tend to tell my kids the same thing. Uh, and before we get in the car here, just in a few minutes to head down to Orange County to try and celebrate Thanksgiving at the La Brea Bakery uh, at downtown Disney. You're going to get the play-by-play and see how that goes. I thought it'd be fun to bring in my oldest daughter, Kennedy, to tell us what it's like to make this infamous Northern California to Southern California drive. If she's got tips, what she likes, what she's looking forward to, I think she's there. Come on in. So uh, we got Kennedy. What do you want your weather name to be? Uh, wait. Kennedy Cumulus Nimbus? Kennedy Cumulus? Yeah, that's good. All right, so we got Kennedy Cumulus here, getting ready to get in the car. Uh, How long is the drive down to Disneyland? Do you know? Seven hours? Seven hours. Okay, so I've reduced it by one. Growing up when I was a kid, it was an hour. uh, It was eight hours. Oh. I guess as a parent, I've reduced it to seven hours for you guys. (laughs) What is the, uh, what do you uh, think about that drive? When, like right now, you know you have a long drive ahead of you. You're about to get in the car with your sister. What goes through your head? Um, I'm usually scared I'm going to get car sick because I get car sick a lot, but I'm mostly excited. I know it's going to be cramped because there's going to be stuff all around me. Um, Why is there so much stuff? We're not going for very long. I don't know. You pack so many pillows. (laughs) Not true. (laughs) You need like 15. And, uh, what part of the, what part of the drive do you actually look forward to? What's fun about what, uh, what the absolute humidity, do we do anything fun or is it just pretty much keep your mouth shut? We'll be there when we get there. (laughs) Um, I like listening to your podcast. Oh, which podcast is that? Bob Sleds and Banthas. Good job, daughter. <laughs> um, listening to music is also fun. Staring out the window. You guys don't stare out the window. That's what my generation did. My generation <laughs> stared out the window. You guys stare at YouTube. Okay, fine. Staring at YouTube. Do you ever um, worry that you're going to run out of YouTube? I feel like I kind of have already. Yeah. Like, Do you have any tips for, for kids going to drive? What makes it fun or what's a fun thing you can do on the Northern California from Sacramento to Anaheim Drive? Um, okay, good tips are pack a lot of snacks. Pack a lot of snacks, essential. Yes, not all candy, though. Like, okay. you need a variety. Okay, so you need some, like, health food in there? Uh, some, like, yeah, seaweed? Sure, sure. Uh, seaweed's kind of gross. Okay. Maybe not seaweed. Um, make sure you... You guys play, do we play card games? We kind of gave that up. Wait, in the car? Yeah, you know, like, license plate game, road sign game. Have Remember I tried to that? make... Yeah, remember when I made up all those card games? Oh, I made- yeah, that was so cool. You I, made up so many, like, games. In and, the and I tried to make up one that had math involved, and you guys weren't into it. You're like, this, <laughs> is, this is too complicated. It was like every road sign, you had to make a number, but you could only use, like, multiplication to, like, get to it or something. I don't remember that one. It's because we played it once, and you were like, this game's lame. <laughs> yeah, I remember, like, naming things. I think we did that a lot. You're good at coming up with games. All right, here's the big question that everybody at the... This is your first time on Bobsleds and Banthas. Yeah. How do you feel about that? Good. I'm, do you think we're going to have Thanksgiving dinner at Downtown Disney? Do you think that's going to work or not? What are your predictions for the trip? I think it's going to work at Downtown Disney. I think it'll be pretty crowded, probably, because it's a holiday. Um, I wonder if the restaurant will actually be crowded or not. Mm, yeah. Because you said there are going to be reservations, right? Yeah, we have reservations, and they only let in, I don't know if it's 25% or what, but it's reduced capacity. Yeah. We've had our reservation for quite a while, so okay. I, I feel like they should honor it. What do you think? Yeah, I think... Right me- now, you're feeling good. You're feeling yeah. like this is going to work out. Somebody in this family is getting turkey. Yeah, I think so. Will that be you, or will you get something different? 
I'm having a croissant for Thanksgiving. Now. That's my plan. <laughs> like a giant croissant? Yeah, just a or? giant croissant. Okay. Yeah, stuffed with mashed potatoes. Okay. They should make that. Ew. I don't uh, think so. Stuffing stuffed croissant. That's like what I'm going to Like all have. Thanksgiving cr- croissants. All Thanksgiving croissants. All right, well, we're going to go get in the car and head off. Yeah. We're now en route to the Disneyland Resort Entrance Plaza, gateway to Disneyland, Disney's California Adventure, and downtown Disney. Before entering the parks, we'd like to remind you that smoking is not permitted except in designated areas. Shirts and shoes must be worn at all times. Yeah? Can you put that back there? Just made our first stop, and anybody know the name of the town we're in? Willow Town. Santanella, that's correct. We're looking at the infamous uh, Anderson, Anderson Split Pea Soup Windmill, which I haven't seen in a long time. It's good to see it. Uh, and there's a lot of people here to see it. The uh, We're here for journalism purposes, so I have a pass, but uh, there is a lo- no shortage of travel. Uh, the road is packed. The gas station is packed. The bathrooms are packed. I don't know how your guys' bathroom was. Uh, Mine, the the soap thing that you pressed in the bathroom, the nozzle angle was uh, tilted at a 90 degree angle. So when you press the soap, it shot out directly onto your chest, which was amazing. There's just soap everywhere. It's like their plan for disinfecting the bathroom is to just shoot soap at the walls. Um, Yeah, but so first report is we just finished episode 35 of Bob Sleds and Banthos. What'd you guys all think? Good. Yeah, you have to say that. Uh, And then... um, what else are we reporting? Just a lot, of, a lot of traffic. Oh, yeah. Welcome to day two of the bobsleds and banthas Thanksgiving Hollywood holiday uh, turkey downtown Disney extravaganza. We just got some news. We just got some news from I don't know where we got that news from. Where did we get it from? The Disney app. The Disney app just gave us some news that they're expecting increased. Uh, increased participation, attendance. I don't really know. You don't know? <laughs> you, mean you don't know. I mean, I don't really know what it wanted you to do. <laughs> Wait just, longer to go or something? I think they want you to arrive earlier. We just got a notice oh. that there is uh, due to, uh, not, you know, in spite of travel restrictions. Let's eat dinner right now. Oh, yeah, we should eat dinner right now. <laughs> they're, they're saying there's an increased interest in downtown Disney and Buena Vista Street, and they may pause entry uh, into the downtown Disney and Buena Vista Street area for, for periods. So arrive early is what they're saying. What do you think about that, Ken? I think um, it might mess up some people's schedules, I feel like. like. Would, would we be those some people? Yeah, I think so. Like, if yeah. we have plans to do certain things, but then that gets a little bit messed up. Yeah. Our reservations are not till way later tonight, so we're going to find out. But uh, we got down uh, late last night, just got dinner in, just narrowly got dinner in. I think we had 11 minutes uh, before the restaurants closed. Oh, yeah. They were moving chairs and stuff inside of the restaurant. As we were standing there. Yeah. It was funny. It was kind of a, a tropical taqueria that you went to. I it heard was it. really cool. They had a cactus chandelier. <laughs> well, that's a cactus chandelier. <laughs> so, like, you know the part of the cactus that, like, has the flower on top of it? Yeah. They had... I mean, not really, but let's keep the story okay, going. Okay, well, it was just part of a cactus, and it was, like, fake, but it looked like a chandelier. The drive down, very busy, lots of traffic. Uh, we made only, think, one one stop, but it was super busy. It was, like, holiday, holiday travel. And then we got to the hotel... And it's a ghost town here. Yeah, it was kind of scary. I mean, I was like, oh my gosh, nobody's here. Yeah, we've stayed in this hotel a whole bunch of times. I don't know, seven, eight, nine times we've stayed in this hotel. Always that first level is always filled with cars. There's nobody here. There were like two cars in the parking lot. Yeah, so we have the run of the place. So you guys slept out in the hall and then we all (laughs) got our own room. It's, It's amazing. I have my own shower. It's fantastic. Uh, got up today, went for an amazing bike ride uh, up at Griffith Park. What's uh, Griffith Park famous for? What do you know about Griffith Park, Kennedy? Um, It's famous for Griffith Observatory, right? I'm yep, thinking Griffith of the right Observ- area. Yeah, yep. Yeah, okay, so... You like that? You have a poster of Griffith Observatory yes, in your I bedroom? Do. Yeah. Um, I love it. What do you there. like about it so much? I just, I love that... La La Land? Yeah, <laughs> it's in La La Land, which is like one of my favorite movies. And I just love LA in general, and the fact that it's in LA is really cool. I also really like space, so pretty much everything I just like about it. Right on. 
Penelope, chance of precipitation. That's what we're going to hear. <laughs> Name's difficult. Uh, I always want to say chance of participation, which also turns out to be true when you're podcasting because you don't love podcasting. How come you don't love podcasting? It scares me. You get a little, a little scared. You feel like you have yeah. a, a huge live studio audience right now and you don't know what to say? Yeah. What do you like about uh, Burbank? What, what is your favorite thing uh, here? I really like that there's Disney Studios here. Like, there's the Disney Studios. Um, I also like Universal, but we can't go there right now. Uh, what do you know about Griffith Park? Do you know anything? Kennedy likes the observatory. Do you remember anything else you've done there? I don't really remember. I'll give you a, oh, a hint. Uh, Disneyland got its start, quote-unquote, in Griffith Park. Ring any bells? It goes no, I remember. It goes, it goes round and round, <laughs> up and down. Merry go. Yeah, the carousel, the Griffith uh, Park merry-go-round or carousel is there where they say that uh, Walt used to sit watching his daughters go around and he'd think there's got to be some kind of park that both uh, both a father and his daughters can enjoy together, thus the genesis for Disneyland. You guys have both been on that carousel. I can't believe I forgot. I, I know, I can't really <laughs> either. So given the warning that we got on the Disney app that they're expecting increased uh, flow of people to Buena Vista Street in downtown Disney, what do you think? How you, Yesterday you were pretty positive. You were thinking definitely... Definitely a strong chance of getting uh, a turkey or Thanksgiving experience. What do you guys think now? What are you worried about? What do you think is our chances of just not going and having a miserable experience where we can't park, can't get in, the line is crazy, and your dad has a fit? And I'm like, I'm not doing this. We're going to Santa Monica. I'm not doing this. Well, I think even if it doesn't work out, we'll st- still find other stuff to do because like, we find a lot of stuff to do here. Um, I know we had a reservation for the place, I think as I was saying. Yeah. Um, so maybe we'll make it in. I don't think we're going to make it in. Oh, wow, Penelope, Penelope Chance of Precipitation has gotten a little cloudy. She's thinking our eyes are not good. Uh, I'm with you, though, Penelope. I think it's going to be crazy. And, but the thing is, we've, we've experienced that whole area on craziness. Before they got the bag check figured out, do you remember before they got the turnstiles? And turn we waited stuff? for like five hours. Yeah, and the line went from basically the Esplanade where you buy tickets all the way to Harbor and then down Harbor towards the candy cane. It was just a giant group of people. It was so crazy. Yeah, we talked about this on episode three or four yeah. of the podcast where I almost got in that fight with that undercover cop that was like, <laughs> had his like police cooler. Oh, so yeah. We, we've, had, we've had very crazy packed experiences, but uh, and this is supposed to be distant, so maybe it won't feel weird. Maybe it'll feel very spread out and controlled and we'll all be masked up, and so it will feel Which like... weird. Which is weird, but maybe it'll feel not chaotic, even though we'll be waiting for a long period of time. I'm excited either way. I wonder if we get to park in the Mickey and Friends parking lot. No chance we're riding the little rocket parking shuttle cars. Because that's like an attraction. To me, that counts as an attraction. Yeah. The little red and white uh, like rocket take you to the take you to the park cars. Like the shuttle thing? Yeah, the all shuttle those? thing. Yeah, okay. I, I count that as an attraction. Yeah, you're calling it a rocket, and I don't know what you're well, talking about. They look, they about. look like little like moon. They look like the type of like parking vehicle you would have on you know Mars or like the moon. Like a rover thingy? Yeah. Oh, I guess so. Okay. All right, well, we're going to head out and head to downtown Disney, and we will uh, we'll keep you updated. Thanks for letting me use the, the nice microphone again. I appreciate it. Yeah, my, my hand hurts. Well, yeah, I know. You guys are building muscle for, for <laughs> later. <laughs> Just ahead is downtown Disney, an exciting shopping, dining, and entertainment district. And beyond it is Disney's Grand Californian, a luxurious resort hotel inspired by the famed arts and crafts movement in California. All the hotel parking lots uh, empty and with uh, oh, wow. with like yellow tape on them, so you couldn't go there if you wanted. No. All of them. That's what's funky is to see like the Days Inn and all these hotels with empty parking lots. So sad. Grand California looks open. This, I mean, there's a guy at the guard station. Set, yeah. Nobody walking around. I haven't seen a no. person walking. Oh, well, I saw someone over there. And then. Downtown Disney. Ooh. We're going to make a right-hand turn here, right before Catella, into the Symbolot. A very non-Disney employee-looking uh, sheriff. <laughs> Not stoked that we're here. Looking Parking angry. lot. Uh, there are a few people. I mean, Not filled. There's a few people here, but it's not packed. Yeah. We're we got a sign here that it. says, face cover required to enter. Parking's oh, 10 bucks. Park. I would say parking... I would say parking is uh, at about, what would you say, 18% yeah, full? Yeah, I was going to say, like, guys, if you miss Disneyland, don't look behind you. All right, I'm going to put that right there. Can you hear me? Yes. I can hear you. Oh. We're in the park, so we're in Disney's California Adventure right now. Mm-hmm. Parked with ease. What was oh, that? Yeah. What was that like uh, coming in, seeing the park and all that? 
Um, so when we were driving up to the parking lot, I could see the edges of Galaxy's Edge, you know, like the rocks. You could and see the edges of the edge? Yeah, <laughs> and I got really sad. I mean, just to know that we're so close, but so far away. Yeah. It made me sad. Yeah. Um, I'm happy we're, I mean, like I'm sad and happy because like I'm happy that we're here and that we get to be here. Yeah. So we'll do a recap. We'll do a recap of, of what it was like to park, uh, live stream a little bit. We did a live stream with Scott Storm very quickly in the park. Had a couple people watch that. Took some photos. We haven't shopped yet. Nope. And our plans have changed for Thanksgiving for the, for the better, I think. Yeah. We'll talk about that. But tell me just what it's like, what, what you're noticing about Disney, Disneyland, Disney cast members that's just different or brings back any of the magic. Is there any magic here, even though it's mostly closed? So it's Thanksgiving, um, and they're all saying Happy Thanksgiving, which I really yeah. like. Yeah. I like that they're in the holiday Super spirit. friendly. Yeah, I really like that, and it like reminds me of the park, you know. Yeah, and just like seeing seeing people with white name tags on mm -hmm. and the and the the plaid the plaid vests and everything like that, like it's just good to see Disney people again. Yeah, we were buying churros and I saw her name tag and I was like, oh yeah, this is, this is Disneyland. Yeah, totally. And that made me happy. And then what you're saying about their attention to detail? What do you mean by that? So I was getting food at the restaurant and I saw just the decorations that they had. Like it's just so on point. And I had noticed that before, but to come back and see it, I was just like. Noticing it again, I guess I should say, that they were decorating well. I was just noticing again that like they're really good at decorating stuff. Yeah, they are That's really good at decorating. And it's weird because we've been in lockdown and in quarantine and, and kept from everything in the world for like mm -hmm. nine months or something. And then kind of our big first thing outside is, is, Disney is, is Disney level experience. So you go from like totally locked up to like the people that are best in the world at hospitality. Yeah. And I think that's... That's the magic I'm having today right now is the hospitality of Disney. Even though the rides aren't open, even though most of the park isn't open, the hospitality is on point. Yeah, every, it's just really nice. Please gather your belongings, lower your head, watch your step, and exit to the driver's right. Thanks for traveling with us today, and we hope you have a happy and memorable visit to the Disneyland Resort. This is the Entrance Plaza. Well, we are back. We are back from our adventure at yes. uh, downtown Disney and Buena Vista Street and all that. So I want to talk to you, uh, Kennedy. You're like the you're like the guest star. Oh yeah, I am <laughs> of this episode, which means we have to plug your your YouTube channels and all that at the end. Yeah, you were bribing me, and I was like, okay, I'll do it. What was I bribing you with? <laughs> well, I, you just like want to be on the podcast, and I was like, oh, okay. And you're like, I'll plug your stuff, and I was like, yeah, true. <laughs> okay. True or false? You guys have been singing the cookie song all day. <laughs> it got stuck in my head, and I just couldn't get it out. Okay, so we got to get this. We got to get this done now. Who do you think's a better singer? Uh, better vocalist scott storm or aaron absolute humidity we're talking about singing yep. just singing yep uh don't even worry about me sitting right in front of you just give an honest answer i'm not i haven't heard you sing a whole lot is the thing just give an answer so probably scott mr hmm. storm mr storm i like that you make yourself <laughs> call him mr storm it sounds better i like it so describe me the experience uh we we parked we came into the we came into the park and went through paid ten dollars to to park got the most perfect parking spot like right where you need to get out of your car to begin walking towards the uh the overpass into downtown disney we parked right there Mm -hmm. um so tell me about that experience what was that like just kind of being on disney property and walking through the little that part is pretty uh like palm tree and jungly feeling yeah. it's got a lot of leaves there um it was it was fun we don't normally go that way yeah we usually go we're usually coming from the candy camera from yeah. Harbor boulevard so we come in through the main sort of the main entrance there yeah and then we ride the you were calling it a spaceship thing we ride the spaceship thing yeah when we park at mickey and friends we normally mm -hmm. ride that so you don't normally ever see any of downtown disney no i really liked walking around there because i like you said i've never seen any of that so before we get to that take me through the security checkpoint you get out of your car you walk through the little jungly part and then you come to a temperature screening station yes what was that like for you so i always get nervous at those things i don't know if anyone is how many times have you had your head scanned more than just like two or three right there's that no place probably there. three times because at the, uh, the place where i get my braces oh okay they scan your head every time okay and then uh that grocery store in Mill Valley, we all have oh, a yeah, uh -huh. there. And then now at Disney. Mm -hmm. We all passed with flying colors very <laughs> quick, very quick to get you through. Yeah. And then you go through security mm -hmm. uh, and they check your bag and all that kind of stuff. So it's kind of two checkpoints now. It's the, the fever checkpoint. It's the fever and the bags. And then you, yeah. the bag checkpoint. Yeah. I'm always scared I'm going to do something wrong with the metal detector. <laughs> 
Why do you think that uh, after we got through that and started walking down downtown Disney, we did a, I did an Instagram, I started Instagram live mm-hmm. thing. Why do you think I'm so terrible at Instagram? I, you're not that bad at it. I mean, like. You're constantly like, give me your phone. I'll figure it out for <laughs> you. I'm like, where's this button? How do I talk with people? Well, so if you've tried to like send me messages, which people have have requested to send me messages, uh, Bob's Bantha Tears have. It's not that I'm ignoring you. I don't know how it works. <laughs> Yeah, I was really confused on how to get to it because before they changed their layout, I like knew where everything was and I knew how to get to my messages and everything. But so we didn't go in any stores as we came down uh, downtown Disney. There, there was some people there, but it wasn't busy by any any yeah. uh, by any stretch. There was no line to get in Buena Vista Street. We literally just walked right into Buena Vista Street. Uh, first of all, let's talk about in the in the main Esplanade area before you go in. How close could you get to Disneyland? You could get uh, when you were checking into DCA through with the little turn styles. Isn't that what they're called? Uh-huh. Uh huh. That's as close as you could get. Just in that I mean, if you area. walked across the Esplanade, could you get up right to the turnstiles of Disneyland? No, I don't think you could. Yeah, I think the rope was about maybe twenty five feet back. Yeah, there were a few people out there trying to get pictures, but yeah, it's not like you could go up to those wrought iron gates that kind of that they open at the end of the day and mm-hmm. and get your picture. They they wanted to keep you pretty far back from Disneyland. I don't know why. I mean. You can't I think really people would go up to those gates and be like leaning on them and maybe try to like climb over them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they just want to go so that's, bad. That's through. what goes through my head naturally. Is like somebody's going over these gates. I can probably get through. Yeah. yeah. So you go into Buena Vista Street and it wasn't crowded when we were there. We walked Mm-mm. right in. What was that like? Did that feel like a the start of a theme park day or what did that? No, feel like? it didn't. It felt like since I knew we weren't going to be able to go on any attractions, I wasn't in that mindset. Like, oh, we're gonna you know go on the. Guardians of the Guardians Galaxy. Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. And so I was just ready to like shop and walk around. What parts were open? Where could you actually go inside the park? You could go by that main fountain area, uh-huh, like walk the, around there. Yep. You could walk around by that wiener place, like okay. the hot dog place. Okay, we call it award wieners. <laughs> well, it was, yeah. Or that wiener place, both, both work. <laughs> I hate that word. I don't want that word on the podcast. Okay, we could, so you could go by the fountain uh-huh. and the hot dog place. Uh, yeah, the hot dog place. The hot dog uh-huh. place. You could go as far as award wieners. <laughs> Yeah, um, and you could go by that the main like the Grizzly Rock. Yeah, you could go by the Grizzly Rock as far as just right before Cars Land. Yeah, yeah, uh, right before Cars Land, like uh, where it's tough to be a bug. Where that movie, I don't know if you remember, it's tough to be a bug. It was like a three D theater. Oh, I think I do. Just a you little can kind of go r- just before that, no mm-hmm. further than that, and then um, in Condor Flats, um, you could go just to the bath. The bathrooms across from soaring over the world yeah so it was kind of this little you go to a hub and there's kind of three different directions but you can only go a couple hundred feet each way mm-hmm. uh the restaurants that were open were uh the smoke jumpers yep a quick service cart a churro cart the carthay circle theater uh award hot dogs was open <laughs> and that starbucks in the candy store yeah uh, was open but i think that's about it yeah we only went to the cart area like the churro cart and then the turkey leg cart and then the whatever the restaurant's called. We did get a churro, which felt mm-hmm. kind of theme parky. Tell me some yeah. other things that felt uh, that felt theme parky to you. That felt like a theme park day. What things? What things did you really enjoy seeing or doing that felt like a day at Disney? I enjoyed seeing everyone else in their Disneyland like merchandise. Like, yeah, I enjoyed seeing their ears and like everyone looked like they were ready for a day at Disneyland. Totally true. Yeah, there were a lot of people bound in. There yeah, were, uh, that was so cool. And for me, on that same note, uh, seeing the cast members w- with their white name tags yep. again and seeing them in their plaids with their blues, you know, uh, yeah. it was just so good to see them back in the park. And I know we all so at one point had an interaction where we're like, we're so so glad that you guys are open. And they were like, yeah, she said, us too. It's our home. I, yeah, one of them said it's our home. Yeah. That's pretty, that's endearing. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was really good to just see cast members. Uh, talk to me about what you thought those interactions with cast members were like. I thought it was really nice. They were all, like you said, they're really happy to be back, I think. Um, they're all saying happy Thanksgiving, which I really liked, like in the spirit of the holiday. Yeah, everyone was just happy to be back, I think. Uh, let's talk about getting into an actual shopping store. We went into Elias and Co. Mm-hmm. How does that work? How do you get into a store to go shopping? So I kind of thought that waiting in line for a store was the new attraction queue. Like, yeah. that's what it is. So there were um, like six feet apart lines, yeah. I guess. Um, um, like green. I, th- I think they were green. I don't see uh, color. They were more like 
black. Oh, okay. And they were on the ground. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that those were, they were sort of like waiting. It's like walking on a ladder that was laid flat <laughs> yeah. with rungs six feet apart. And yeah. um, and then a guy would have had a sign that say, line starts here. And so you'd always know where the back of the line to get in the store was. And he would just keep moving back or forward when, mm-hmm. the, when the line shrunk or... Uh, do you think they need these for attractions now? Do they need a guy with like a big sign that has the wait time? I feel like... And he just moves with the line and lets you know? I mean, you know where those start already. You don't true. know where the line for the store starts. Yeah, that's true. So I think that guy was really helpful for He the was stores. helpful. Yeah, you would not You would have cut in front of other people and whatever without him standing there. Mm-hmm. You just go find and the if line. I, if I was by myself, I wouldn't know which store like was which for the line. Totally. Like, where, where does this go? Yeah. I'm not used to lining up for a store. So does this go to award wieners or does this go into Elias and company? Yeah. So we wait in that line. I want to say our wait time the first time we did it was about 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so. It wasn't too bad, I feel like. Here's one of the things that surprised me. And this is a Disney thing, I think, in a weird way. But um, the cast members, there were a lot of them there. Mm-hmm. It was like one to one. For every guest, there was a cast member. Yeah. Which I was glad. But they're finding ways to let you know what to do with your mask. And for example, uh, we, we saw a lady there and she was doing Roz for Monsters Incorporated. So she was going, I'm watching you. Always oh, watching. Is that what she was doing? Yeah, I was, she was really confused. Yeah, she was doing a Roz to sort of because we were all switching our masks yeah. in line. And so we all took them down and we weren't supposed to. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she was trying to find a funny and Disney way to remind us that we need to get those back on as quickly as possible i understand that okay i thought you were she thought you were wearing some sort of like monsters incorporated shirt and tried to like make a reference to that but that's not what that was yeah no she was i think that's in, that's such a disney thing to do to find a themed way to remind you to pull your mask back yeah off. that's cool and I so didn't... i thought that was interesting i don't know if it's i don't i don't know if like I wasn't missing that from my theme park experience. <laughs> wasn't something I was looking forward to. Yeah, but I thought that but that was cool. But it's something you need, so it's, yeah, they chose a good way to do that. Totally. So we had reservations at Downtown Disney for like seven o'clock or seven thirty or something. It was pretty late. Yeah. Uh, and and you run out of things to do in really fast. <laughs> really fast. It's only a couple hundred feet of walking, and we had hit everything multiple times uh, in about an hour and a half or two hours. Yeah. Really, really pushing it. So we couldn't really wait around to go to use our reservations. There wasn't enough to do. Um. So we decided to eat in the park. I didn't know anything was going to be open to eat at <laughs> in the park like that, where you yeah. could just sit, where you could have that very theme parky eating experience where you go order food bring it back to a table and just watch people walking around the park and to me that was the funnest part of the experience for me it really was because it felt so much like eating at the hungry bear or eating at the french market where something we do regularly as a family is just try to get a seat on the railing (laughs) as close to other people walking as you can and just sit there for a while and watch people enjoy their vacation and we got to have that experience today i totally needed it as as a person and it was so fun to do that and uh, we're going to have Penelope chance of precipitation come on real quickly go. because her whole goal, the whole goal of this trip down here uh, was to get her turkey. But uh, Penelope, come over here. So did you end up, everybody wants to know, all the Banthers want to know, did you end up getting turkey in the park? Yes, I did. What did you get? How did that happen? I got a ginormous turkey leg. I think that's perfect. I think having uh, your Thanksgiving turkey be a Disneyland turkey leg is kind of perfect. How, what do you think? Yes, I I really, really love their turkey legs. You kind of like turkey legs no matter where. When we go to Universal, you get a turkey leg. Mm-hmm. When we go to the zoo, you get a turkey leg. Uh, was that fun for you? Was that a fun experience? Yes, I... I haven't eaten something from Disneyland in a long time. So that was like one of the things I really wanted to eat. (laughs) Awesome. And then you ended up getting turkey later again, too. Yeah. (laughs) And then you think you'll have turkey again tomorrow. Possibly. I think most of America will have turkey the day after, too. Do you think that's true? You think most people eat leftovers the day after? I would. (laughs) All right. So tell me, uh, I'll tell you one. I'm going to tell you one of the things that felt very theme parky to me. And then you tell me uh, one of the things that felt theme parky to you or you can tell me something that that is there because of covid that did not feel very theme parky okay oh one of the things for me is even though even though it was covid covid related uh there's like a a very disney like all park announcement system you know like instead but instead of announcing fireworks it's like ladies and gentlemen boys and girls (laughs) keep safe and whatever please make sure you wear masks. but it's done in a very theme park way i remember we were sitting at the restaurant place and i told you it was like it sounds like an announcement's coming on oh sounds like a parade's coming oh no no it's just a mask reminder (laughs) stay safe kids yeah stay safe kids yeah what about you what other things felt very theme parky or totally not um i think the lines for the stores was a main thing that was like totally not theme parky because 
I was noticing when we were walking through that main road that leads to the um, fountain, you know, there's yeah. a bridge mm-hmm. over it. There are lines like on those sidewalks and to see people waiting there was just kind of strange to me because people don't normally just stand around there. I feel like there it's usually like an area wa- where you're walking around. Totally. So yeah. I think it was kind of weird to see people just standing there. Yeah. The lines to get in the stores felt very... Uh like I could only see that being a theme park thing if there's some special merchandise yeah. being mm-hmm. released, but to do that just to shop, and they literally ask you the like the ride question when you get up to the door to yeah. go in. They go, "How many people are in your party?" And you're like, "No, no, no, we're here to shop. We're <laughs> not like, here to like. Know, we're not here to ride seriously. the Elias and Company dark ride. We just want to go in and shop." Yeah. And they're like, "Yeah." It's, and it's uh, interesting how they do it. They have people at the exit that have like iPads basically, mm-hmm. and then they have people at the entrances that have iPads. And when four people come out, they tally that, and that goes over to the person at the entrance and. They see that that four slots are now available to go into the store and yeah. then they let you in. It was really interesting because I got to see like someone flip their iPad around a little bit. So I oh, saw really? the screen. There was a big plus sign and then a big minus sign. Okay. <laughs> That's pretty user friendly. <laughs> yeah. I And then I'm assuming probably at the top there was the number of yeah. people. So like the people coming in, you probably hit the plus. Button. Oh, interesting. So, many- so talk. Uh, last thing we'll touch on is uh, people that have questions about the safety of it is it really smart like why did you guys go down there traveling when you're not supposed to travel i'm in i'm in the entertainment business people but what (laughs) what did you see happening in the parks cleanliness wise uh for covid did you feel comfortable and like things were run very well there or did it seem kind of like like a mall where it's like some people are following the rules and some people aren't following the rules i think it was they had a really good lockdown there i noticed um i was actually we were sitting at the restaurant area and then I noticed another group left their table and the cleaning crew came in. It was just like whoosh. And yeah, they did came you see? in. It was like three or four of them. <laughs> I was it like, was, oh my God. It was like a 2319 or whatever is from Monsters. Yeah. Like the sock on Monsters. Just That's like... what they need. They need those people in those suits because it was like literally they swooped in it was, and just like it was, sandblasted that table. It was like shocking just to see how fast they acted yeah. with that. And it was kind of cool too, just to be like, oh, they know what they're doing. Yeah, I watched really closely how what the mask culture was like, and mm-hmm. it was 100% you need to wear a mask. There, yeah. there are no exceptions. They are watching. They are very good about... Uh, they have a gesture that they do to tell you to bring it up over your nose. Yep, uh, I saw so, that. Yeah, so they have, they, have, they have it worked out. Like, can... We'll get to that in a second. Um, the cleanliness, I saw people wiping every hard surface that, that was, you know, in, in a high traffic area, mm-hmm. the railings, the countertops, the tables, uh, the mass culture, like I just said, was totally on point. The distancing, they, they, they had again, that really good. Uh, Penelope got off a mark one time to look in a window and they were like, you, you got to stay together. <laughs> yeah. And so uh, as far as the different covid distancing experiences i had this one felt very very well done very organized uh which brings me to the question that we all want to know is do you think they could open the whole park yeah i think they could what makes you say that i think like when we went i feel like they had it like super secure like they really knew what they were doing and they could handle it if we opened just like a few more things up and Scott and I've talked about this so much on the podcast of why is Disneyland not opening? Florida has already opened. Um, and, and I've never really known what this was like or what this would be like. And in my mind, it's all about plexiglass. And mm-hmm. to be honest with you, I saw plexiglass, but not to the there extent. There wasn't a lot. Yeah. yeah, not to the extent I saw it. And, but here's what I saw that, that blew my mind and why I think Disney can open is it's not it's the weirdest solution to COVID. It's about people. It's about cast members. It's about mm-hmm. the culture. They have so many people working there in a safe way that are watching what's going on. Putting up plexiglass just invites people to make that plexiglass dirty. Putting up a sign just invites people to pull their mask down when nobody is looking. But Disney has that place staffed and those people want to work. They want to be at work and they are watching you and making sure, not like in a big brother way. But no, like in a nice way. Like in a nice way, too. making sure that everybody's safe and everybody's comfortable. And so the what I saw today made me would make me feel 100% comfortable oh, yeah. if they opened up the rest because seating people at a restaurant like they did is no different than to me than getting people on the Incredicoaster. They oh, need, it's yeah. going to take longer. You, the virtual there's just a cu- few more things to wipe down. There's just a few more things to wipe down, but it's really the culture of the Disney company and the cast members that love that place so much that don't want to see it closed down, that they're not there to hassle you. They're, to, they're there to say like, hey, this is what we have to do right now. And if we want to keep this place open and we want to keep moving in the right direction, we got to get that, that mask up over your nose. Yeah. And everyone understood that too. Like not even the cast members, but we all understood that. And it was just, it was really nice. Yeah. I know we all hope for a time where we can go back. We've all said that today. That, yeah. that well, well, you were very concerned about that as we were leaving. Like you were concerned 
is this going to feel, am I going to remember this trip and start to feel that this was Disney-like and you were concerned about that? Yeah, those kind of things like concern me. We, we all want to go back to what we call quote-unquote normal, but to answer my personal experience of Disney today was that it, it was the best run COVID experience I've ever seen. Yeah. From security, from parking, to actually getting into a store and, and paying somebody and taking merchandise out of that <laughs> store was the best experience uh, and safest, most distance, most consistent, most friendly experience I've had. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that's the, it for our trip <laughs> report. I'm gonna I'm gonna edit an episode and and uh, I know Scott's gonna come back on here at the end. But I mean, to be honest, we recorded that days ago, so. <laughs> Anything else you want to say? I don't think so. All right. Well, thanks for being on the podcast. Yeah. Tell everybody about uh, tell everybody about your channels. You do a YouTube channel called Kenderful, K-E-N-N-E-D-E-R-F-U-L. Kenderful. What do you do on the Kenderful YouTube channel? I do short animations. Sorry. I just knocked your microphone. But I, I do short animations about stories from my life. And I did one game review so far. Yeah. So if you want to go check those out, I'm Kenderful. And how do people find you? Just they go on YouTube and search and uh, search Kenderful, yeah. <laughs> search, uh, search Kenderful. And on Instagram, you're also Kenderful mm-hmm. on Instagram. Yeah. Uh, well, thanks for being on Bobsleds and Banthas. You've been on almost every podcast I've done, true or false? I think that's true. Yeah, you were on the very first podcast I did on my own. You did the Facebook announcement. <laughs> yep, and I feel like I read a few of the poems too, right? <laughs> yeah, I think you did. Well, that's the adventure. And that's the show. Thanks, everyone, for listening. We love making Bob Says and Banthas, and we sure hope you enjoyed listening to it. We release every week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you listen to podcasts. Please be sure to subscribe, and we would love it if you left us a review on Apple Podcasts. We'd like to know what you think of the show, and it really helps other people find out about it. You can visit us, bobsaysandbanthas.com. Email us, podcast at bobsaysandbanthas.com if you have a question or you have an idea or a show topic you'd like us to talk about, we would love to collaborate with you. We'd love to hear from you. Support us, patreon.com forward slash bobsaysandbanthas. You can wear us at tpublic.com and join the other Bantha tiers and join the other Bantha tiers for more fun on Instagram. We're at bobsaysandbanthas. We hope you have a, we hope, we hope you've had a safe and festive Thanksgiving. We hope you're having a great introduction to the holiday season and until next week, he's been Aaron. I can't believe I can't believe we made it. Can't believe we got out alive. I, I'm assuming we did. Scott. I recorded this in the I recorded this a while ago. We we might not have made it, but I can't believe we did. And I've been Scott. I'm looking for a new co-host. Please hit me <laughs> up if you have any suggestions or if you want to join the show with me. And we've been Bob's and Banthas. Thanks everybody. We hope you have a great week. We'll talk to you soon. Walt Disney's Magic Kingdom Disneyland. Synthomagnetic musical sound. Through the magic of light and sound, yes, there's more fun at Disneyland in Anaheim. Open every day, 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. You can waste time with your friends when your chores are done.